Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Four past seven, you're on SEN Tassie Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello for this Friday morning. All sorts of stuff going on, Tim. We had a good talk about the Ashes in the first hour. Looking forward to getting to our guest, Dominic Baker, very, very soon, the CEO of Cricket Tasmania, of course. Is he not answering his phone? Well, no, I don't think that's the issue. Right. No. Okay. He might have been slipped the wrong number. Our wonderful producer back in Melbourne, Hammers, had a, a, a false start in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually hoping Dom may have missed it. Yeah, it would have been, would have been good. Would have that would have been better. Especially <laughs> after he's a late call-up. Let's be honest, we have to talk to him about that because obviously our preferred guest this morning was the great Ricky Ponting. You couldn't come through with the goods? You well, promised, he, promised everything, no, delivered nothing? He, well, I actually you promised Clarko, couldn't deliver that either. Well, come on, settle yeah, down. It's, it's all well and good I, to I these Rick a text and Dom will be able to relate to this because sometimes when you text Ricky, it takes three weeks for him to get back to you. But I said, can you come on the show? We, I was happy to plug Ponting Wines. I said, if you come on, even though it's six in the morning, I'll, I'll happily even drink a glass whilst we're on air. <laughs> Give him a feedback on it. But anyway, I couldn't get him on. Did he write back to your message, though? No. He's just completely he wiped you. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love so that. So anyway, we, we go to the next important person we Tassie do, Cricket. Who is the CEO of Cricket Tasmania, Dominic Baker. Welcome to the show, Dom. Nice to have your company. Yeah, good morning. And just by the way, I'm the most important person. He works for me, so uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. You've, yeah. you've gone, a, you've gone about this the wrong way, Payne. Yeah, and I'd have got him for it. Exactly. Yeah, you'd be like get uh, one text message from Ricky in a fortnight, and then uh, 25 text messages in a day. That's the way the great man <laughs> exactly. operates. You got to, you've got to get him while you got him, don't you? <laughs> now, right. Dom, right. my my first question to you, Dom, is what are you going to do with all your extra cash now? Tim Payne's off your books. <laughs> Well, that's, that's interesting, Brett. We've been, uh, you know, twiddling the thumbs, having a good think about that. Um, well, actually, it's it's really a, a change of the guard, isn't it? With uh, Payne's probably the last of the Mohicans uh, to, <laughs> to leave the leave the squad, um, the last of the successful ones. Um, so it, it'll be really interesting to see what the change rooms is like over the next couple of years. Hoping to have a little bit of influence from Payne through the year, though. So. Um, you just want to make sure you've got some winners around you at the right times of the year, so hopefully he'll stick his head in. Pony's just stuck his fingers up with the cash symbol there, Dom, just <laughs> yeah, so you no. know what's happening behind the Mate, scenes I, here. I played last season for the Tassie without a contract. You still got paid. Yeah, you're lucky you're really handsome, but I started, I started off for the love of the game. Dom, there's nothing worse than when a, a retired player hangs around like a bad smell. Is, is the great man still lurking in the corridors over there at Blunston, or has he completely dumped you guys? No, no, he's still... Uh, still Pokes up occasionally. Yeah, can't. I mean, when you've when you've been there since you were sixteen years old, mate, I, I think it's hard for him to completely withdraw. But not um, what he said off air, Dom. Not what he said off air. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I wonder what he's doing now because there must be a reason. Um, he's using it to get his coaching credentials up, I'd say. But uh, uh, look, I'll be looking looking forward to an interesting year, and I'm sure Payne will be looking with uh, great excitement from the sidelines when we unleash some of our young bowlers this year. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually my first question, Dom. Just a bit of an update. Obviously, we've had Jackson Bird and Peter Siddle leave. That's a huge amount of experience. And who who can Tasmanian fans be looking out for to step up and fill those voids? Um, well, look, I think Laurie Nile Smith's one that we've always had massive wraps on. He's had his um, issues with injury over the last you know couple of years, but when he has played, he certainly showed he's got it. 
Uh, not just with ball either, with bat. I think he's got the, you know, I think he's actually got the ability to be a, a bowling all-rounder for us. Um, and he's one of those guys, as you know, Tim, he's, he can be a little bit laconic when it comes to training, but once he crosses the white line on, on game day, he's, I think he's got it all. Um, so if we can keep him in one piece, I think he's going to be fantastic. Uh, I've heard young he's Andy's been training on. the house down, Big Lawrence. Yeah, he has, mate. Yeah, he has. I think for the first time in his life, he's actually got biceps. So... Um, <laughs> Because he's not a great trainer. When the CEO's got bigger biceps than you, you're in big trouble. <laughs> but he's, uh, yeah, I think I think that last year kind of stung him a bit because he was really surging forward with great form the year before. And then with a bit of injury, he's kind of sat on the sidelines and watched and probably thought about what could have been. I reckon he's got the hunger this year. So he's a young kid I would definitely be keeping an eye on. A lot more responsibility going to Riley Meredith, as it should do. He's now saying to, you know, get to a position where uh, he's played enough cricket to be leading an attack. Uh, he's going to have to, you know, really get himself fit. Um, but he should be someone we can rely on. Of course, Nathan Ellis, we, give me 12 of him, please, any day of the week. Um, <laughs> great young man, great player, uh, great bowler. Um, and, you know, I think... Gabe Bell is probably the forgotten bowler. He's always been the, the you know the, the next one in. Um, he'll actually get his opportunity. We know he swings the ball. Um, he's probably got you know not quite there with the airspeed, but um, he moves the ball about. And look, the other one who's come back from Darwin um, earlier this week and looks absolutely fantastic is Billy Stanley. Um, He's, he's probably the forgotten bowler of our lineup when it comes. We recruited him knowing that we're going to have to put a lot of time into him physically to get him right. Uh, he got through his stint in Darwin really well. He looks tremendously fit. And you could really see him doing some damage on the um, pre-Christmas wickets at, uh, at Blunston this year. Dominic Baker, the Cricket Tasmania CEO, is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Wanted to ask you about Darcy Short. Dom, obviously we heard the news that he's off to the Adelaide Strikers during the week. How did that take place? Is that something Darcy came to you about and said he wanted to move on or was he not offered a contract or did he want to stay? Can you bring us up to speed on that process? Oh, look, when Ricky was putting together the list for for this year, he, he really didn't have a lot of uh, influence on last year's list because we had a lot of pre-signed players, so... Um, you know, we, he had a really good look at what was um, what our spine was going to look like. Um, we had an offer that we were prepared to put to Darcy, but it wasn't um, it wasn't what Darcy had been on over the last couple of years, and it was probably more a reflection of uh, the runs he'd scored over the last probably three seasons. Um, we had shuffled us up and down the the order a little bit last year, trying to find a niche for him. Um, but look, in, in the end, uh, he received an offer from the strikers. We were content that uh, he should take that. Um, we're, you know, we're grateful for... He's one of our most capped players. Um, he's been a real symbol of the Hurricanes. Uh, but time for a freshen up, I think, for both us and for him. Yeah, Don, Matthew Wade's another one. There was some um, off-season or post-BBL last year talk about him being traded. Um, it seems like he's back on board. Can you give us an update there? Yeah, look, there was... We had a lot of discussions with Matthew. It's... Um, been an interesting ride with him, um, particularly with, you know, he's got, he's clearly coming to the, the end of his career and he's trying to balance what the, the priorities for that, you know, for the end of that career look like. Um, he's one of the best players in the competition and I think what's really happened with Matthew, once we got clarity around the new um, pay system for players for the BBL and, and it was clear that he, he could be well remunerated to stay 
exactly where he was. And he could play a role for us into the future. Um, we were content to, to hang on to one of the best players in the competition and he was content to stay. So I think that's a, that's a good result for the franchise. I think, um, you know, Matthew in full flight, as I said, is one of the best players in the comp, a match winner. And you might just see him play a, a potentially different role in our lineup this year too, which I think is exciting as well. Yeah, still certainly one of the best players in the competition. Can we turn to the female program? Is there obviously a hugely successful program or a chance for three in a row? Oh, absolutely. Um, got laser focus, those girls. Uh, and, you know, that's what winning does, I think. They've really got a taste for the for the trophy. So um, a little bit of recruiting off-season. No one, no one of actual, you know, high profile, because I don't think that's what we need. Just some more depth, particularly in our, um, our spinning ranks with Maisie Gibson um, having a year off this year. So... Um, but, you know, I think the thing with the girls is they're superbly led. They've got a great leadership group um, with with Junior Villani uh, at the top, who's who's very um, very clear on what she wants from her squad, what she wants from the training program, what she expects from a um, you know an effort perspective. And the, the, the girls are now really working on what could the legacy be that they leave behind. So, you know, how can we ensure that we're we're converting success into more young um, Tasmanian girls playing cricket. So, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm really excited for them. I'm, I'm ex- especially excited about what could happen with the purple, with the girls. So um, that's kind of the, you know, we haven't won a BBL trophy and, and uh, you know, they finished in the finals last year. They probably ran out of steam, to be honest. They had a good list um, with Heather Graham coming back into that lineup and re-signing for a, another three years and having some Australia, Australian experience as well. I think... Um, We'd be looking for her to be someone who can really lead our our spine of Australian players, and uh, you know, also you got Molly Strano, who was in the team of the year last year as well. So, look, I think the female program is going really well. A couple of uh, good Tassie girls coming through too, which you know, you've done a bit of work, Tim, with uh, Emma Mannix. Geez, you know, I love to think that when Healy retires, she'd be in the thought process of the Australian selectors for she'll be thereabouts to, to be yeah to be someone behind the. The stumps. She's and she, her glove works improved, um, and probably I reckon she's still got upside there. And certainly with the bat, we've seen that she can make hundreds. So, yeah, really exciting the, the female program. And Jude um, Coleman, our coach, has kind of fitted in really well. We've got a batting coach to announce shortly. Um, so yeah, all going nicely there. Don, before that, you go on to ask you about the stadium at Macquarie Point. Uh, have you had any further discussions, I suppose, surrounding that and, and where is it at from a cricket perspective? Because I want to have a follow-up question here, too. I've found an issue that we need to resolve as well, but where, where's things at with that at the moment? Well, it's not a day goes by, mate, where I don't have a discussion about the stadium, <laughs> I can tell you now. Um, it's uh, you know, the hottest topic for sport in town. So, oh, look, we're, we've been pretty um, clear with our position. You know, we, we support a stadium for all... Um, the reasons that have been you know, well documented about what it can do for the economy in Tasmania, what it can do for sport um, in, as a whole. You know? So I, I think that's, that's pretty clear. That there is for us, the, we've got to be uh, absolutely sure uh, about a, a few things. One is you know, what, what would be um, the VHA, the, the venue hire agreement for, for us to play there. You know, currently we play in a stadium that we own all the infrastructure, so we get all the profits. So we've got to make sure that we've got an economic uh, deal that works well for us in the stadium. 
the other pieces, we've got to understand whether we can play cricket in it. Um, and so, you know, we're working very closely with the um, with, with the project team there now on supplying all the information available on, on what the design of a stadium uh, could look like to ensure we can play cricket in it. That, that's one of my issues I wanted to ask you about. So we've obviously got a 23,000-seat stadium. We've got Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, which is 50,000 seats. So we're half the size as far as the height goes, and the ball already hits the roof at Marvel. How are we getting around that with a fixed roof? Well, that's you know that, that, that's what we're working on at the moment. Um, the, the reality is that unless that uh, unless you've got Marvel conditions or or better, so you know I think it's 42 metres clearance at Marvel. You know we're probably looking at 42 to 60 metres clearance to be able to play um, domestic cricket. And and then there's a whole raft of stuff that goes over the top of that for international cricket. So, look, we've got a bit of a way to go. With the, We've not seen a design. Um, we're in there informing uh, the people who are making decisions around design on what's required. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look to see what, um, what they come up with. But, you know, I, I think, to, to be really frank, cricket's position would be we'd prefer the stadium not to have a roof because there's not... Um, you've then got a whole... Uh, raft of issues you don't have to worry about. Yeah, I'm with you there, Dom. But very quickly before we let you go, because we're giving we're getting given the wrap up. Can you give us an update on everyone's favourite Tasmanian cricketer, Jared the Frog Freeman? How's he going? Uh, <laughs> we well, so certainly one of mine. The great man. <laughs> well, well, he, talking about coming back from Darwin, the Frog was uh, the leading uh, wicket taker up there uh, by ten wickets, so he was clear. And actually, funnily enough, the second uh, leading wicket taker was Jesse Wilmot, another Tasmanian boy. So, mm. um, something to look forward to there. But yeah, no, came back Frog, uh, and I tell you what, he is up and about at the moment. Excellent. He's uh, he's got the uh, he's got the record wicket haul up there. He was complaining to me the other day that they should have batted him up the order further because he got a couple of forties as well. His team won the competition. Uh, so he's come back. Mate, he uh, wins. He wins everything, Frog. Yeah, he does. He's funny like that, isn't he? He's he, a walked, winner. he walked in. He, he walked in the amphibian with a real strut the other day. So, um, <laughs> well, uh, let's just let's just keep him fit and, and uh, you know get him get him in in his best condition possible, Tim, because we know yep. he's not going to ever look like Usain Bolt. No, but he can well, he doesn't cricket. have to either. But oh, he can play cricket. Great to have you on the show, Dom, and I've worked with Tim for, what, a month or so now closely, and I know what you've had to put up with the last few years since you've been in the role. So uh, appreciate you jumping on this morning, mate, and all the best for the season. Heaven, we'll love to get you back on, too, in the lead-up to uh, the 2023-24 summer. Anytime, boys. Good luck. Thanks, Dom. Dom Baker, the CEO of Cricket Tasmania, joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We should have gone to a break about three or four minutes ago, so we're doing that right now and coming back with questions without notice next.